was just an unbelievable experience just waiting to walk through the tunnel and then you just look up and the whole 80,000 people just cheering you on. It gives me chills thinking about it now. When you're in the Olympics, it's the best band of players from the whole, all around the world. And then you go back to the village and you're in a place where it's just all the best athletes in the whole world. Yeah, it's just pretty mad. You've seen an Irish flag or people shouting, go on Morrison, come on Ireland, go Aileen. It was really crazy to think that they knew me or they were there to support me. Just experiencing the whole atmosphere and crossing the finish line knowing that I was officially an Olympian. I could hear it, the whole crowd chanting my name. Park's so huge that it's just the sea of colour basically on both sides. It's hard to describe, you're just there going, are they all here like for this? <laughs> so it's, you're like, am I part of this? So it's weird, but it's really good. Never in my wildest dreams would have thought that, you know, I would be boxing it in front of maybe eight or nine thousand Irish people for a gold medal. I couldn't believe the, the amount of Irish supporters there. Everybody was actually really emotional, you know, that hearing the national anthem, it was really inspirational. Medals inspire everyone. Everyone wants to do their best. People don't really realise how much of your life you give up to get to the Olympics. London 2012 was a historic Olympic Games for Irish women athletes. More women qualified in more sports than ever before. One won gold and the team was led by Sonia Sullivan. This is their story. We had 66 athletes and 14 sports, which is quite a lot of sports for a small nation. Out of the 66 athletes, 30 were female. Again, our female athletes did exceptionally well during the Games. Katie obviously winning gold medal. And for the first time, we had modern pentathlete in Natalia Coyle, Lisa Kearney in judo. And some of our best results obviously came from female athletes. I'm Stephen Martin, Chief Executive of the Olympic Council of Ireland, and I was Deputy Chef to Mission of the team in London. This was our best achievement since 1956 Games in Melbourne. We've obviously won five medals, three medals in Beijing, zero medals the Olympics before. So we're moving in the right direction. And it could have been another couple, obviously, with Annalise finishing fourth and Rob Heffernan finishing fourth. The main thing for me was that I was going to be as athlete-friendly as possible. And most athletes said to me, do you remember the chef mission on your team? And, you know, you would remember certain things, but not a huge amount. I thought, well, I want to be remembered and I want people, when they ask who was the chef of mission in 2012, that people know who it was. And not just because of me as an athlete, but because of the energy and something different that I bring to the role. Sonia was chosen really because she's been an inspirational athlete over the years. So her role was very much there as a support and motivational, not necessarily too much operational. I think certainly a number of athletes appreciated that. The biggest thing for me was that there was going to be a positive atmosphere and really good energy in the village for the athletes. And I knew you had to have that environment for the athletes to go out and to compete their best. I think we did create that a lot better than any time previously. 
But at the same time, like any athlete, I can see lots of areas where I can improve and change and make things better for the future. I think she enjoyed it. I think she enjoyed being back in a different role. You know, we did say to her that once you move over to the administration side, you sort of move over to the dark side, but it can be very useful because people draw upon your experience. And there's a number of us there who've been Olympians and been there, done that. The thing that surprised me a lot and impressed me a lot was how all the athletes were encouraging each other and supporting each other and they became really good friends afterwards. Even though everybody's doing different sports and they train differently, the mindset is the same and they're all going in there with the same focus and the same drive and the same energy. Sonia is incredible. She's so nice and so supportive and really approachable, and which you don't really think she will be because she's such a legend. One of my childhood heroes in sport growing up. I'm Annalise Murphy and I was competing at the London 2012 Olympics in laser sailing. I remember when I was in primary school, we got to skip most of one day of school to watch her win that silver medal in Sydney. To have her there kind of as someone that you can go and talk to is pretty incredible. She came down for my last race in Weymouth, so I only got to see her at the very end there. But then when I was up in London, she was so nice to me and she brought me to athletics, so she was great to have her around. You want everybody to come away with a positive experience and to get something from the Olympic Games and, you know, going down to Weymouth to see Annalise and she'd done so well all week and everybody expected she was going to get a medal and to be so close and then to just miss out. It was just so hard to just go and see her because you knew how upset she was. But at the same time, you just kind of thought, well, I've been there before. I know what this feels like and you'd rather somebody come and speak to you just try and talk as much as possible. I knew it was going to be so close at the end and I went out there and in a way I was like all I wanted to do was win. I didn't even really want to come second and third. I just was like I have to win. I made a few tactical mistakes and it ended up costing me quite a lot in the race and that was how I finished up fourth which was pretty devastating. I don't feel like I could have done anything differently. I'm not looking back going if only I'd done this, if only I'd done that because I feel like I did do close to everything I could have and it didn't happen for me, but you know, hopefully in four years' time, I'll be at the other end of it. Big thing with Annalise, I think, you know, after finishing fourth was that she'd come back up to the village and come to the closing ceremony and you don't want someone to think that fort is a bad place, even though it is a bad place to be for anyone who's in it. But if you're fort in the world, that's fantastic, and fort in the Olympics. So come up here and we want you in the village and we want you to meet all the other athletes because when they're in the sailing village, they're so far away from everybody else. When I finished and I came in, I got to realise just how much support I had. We went to a restaurant and there was about 100 Irish people all there just to support me, which was incredible because you don't really think, you're in your own world, you don't think anyone else is really noticing what you're doing. You're just there going, you know, next race, do this, do that. You don't think that so many people are there to support you. And when I found that out, it definitely helped my disappointment go away a bit, the fact that I could see all these people, they were all there and they were all still so proud and happy of how I'd done. She put herself in a really good position. Four people in the chance for a medal on the last day in the final. And of course, the last place she wanted to finish was fourth, but she dealt with it really well. She's only 21. I think opposition would beware. She's a really highly talented athlete, trains really hard, prepares really hard for her sport. Obviously her mother's an Olympian. She's one certainly to watch out for Rio.
I didn't really know what I was getting into and I suppose the main thing for me when I was asked first was time that would be involved and if I would be able to do it with family commitments and everything. Sonia appreciates what we need as athletes and she appreciates that the small things make a difference. She realises that while there are certain commitments that we need to fulfil, she kept those to a minimum for us and was very supportive of us. I'm Olive Lucknan and I represented Ireland in the women's 20 kilometre walk. She knew when to say yes and when to say no and it was definitely beneficial. Having someone who has performed at the highest level and knows what's expected and what's required. She created a really good team atmosphere that everybody was there to achieve and to do the best that they can do and I think to create that within a team is definitely something that you need to be able to do in that position. I'm Chloe McGee, I represented Ireland in Bampton she knew that in that team we needed to have a really good atmosphere and I think she definitely created it. She gave it everything and there was never once that you didn't feel that you could approach her about anything and I think she was the woman for the job. You learned a lot by just being there and sitting down and talking to people. So you don't set up meetings, you just put yourself in the central area and so when people are coming and going they stop and talk to you. It's just kind of more a natural progression and just to have very positive energy no matter what and even if athletes didn't perform so well you talked to them and you got them to let you know their feelings and try and give them something positive. She took time out for me especially she came and we were in Lanesbury at a holding camp and she came up you know introduced herself and asked us how we were getting on with our training and you know, that was really nice at the start and then you know after my game obviously I was pretty disappointed she sent me a message on Twitter to say you played well, you had a great performance and you can be up there with the top athletes. To hear that of someone of Sonia's stature, it's incredible. Who's a better person to give advice? You know, she's won medals. She's just missed out on medals. She's had the highs and the lows and she was always there if we needed anyone to talk to and she came out and watched my event as well, which is pretty nice to say that Sonia Sullivan came out and watched your event and I think a lot of people aspire to be like Sonia to get medals. She had some good words for Chloe, so she encouraged me and she said, like, you know, I did really well. I'm Natalia Coyle and I represented Ireland in modern pentathlon. I know she was there for a lot of athletes. She was fantastic. She was a brilliant, brilliant chef to mission. And I think hopefully they can maybe entice her to do another one, but we'll see. I'd say it's quite a stressful job. It's like a bit of magic. You believe that you want something and you create in your mind the sense that you want about the place and you just refuse to allow any negative energy in. I don't know how you do it, but I think you just are how I do it or, you know, how you get everybody to kind of agree and come on board. And it was just one of those things where I was quite happy to sit in the living room of the office and chat with whoever came in. Awesome, obviously, to meet someone who was a role model when you were younger and to have them as a chef de mission for the Games. My name's Aileen Morrison. I represented Ireland in triathlon. At one stage, I had said to her, you know, has sort of taken off a wee list of things that I wanted to do when I was at the Olympics and one of them was to go for a run with Sonia. She had been out running every morning and I said to her, what time are you running at tomorrow? And she said, well, on Sunday we're going for a long run. And I said, OK, well, can I come? And she said, yes. So myself and Sonia and Fanula, we all went out for a run. It was an hour and they completely busted me. So if I was asked to do it again, then definitely I would love to take it on again. I would definitely do some things, maybe not differently, but I would probably 
be involved more in all the different sports beforehand rather than a lot of the time in London I was meeting some people for the first time because the sports are so diverse and a lot of the athletes train out of the country. Now I've made a lot of contacts and I know how it all works in different sports. I think I should get out there and see athletes when they're training, see them when they're at their European World Championships and be around the environment so that when you come to the Olympic Games you feel like you actually know what's going on more than learning while you're there. I declare open the Games of London, celebrating the 30th Olympiad of the modern era. The British were fantastic and they really treated us like their own. And I think to anyone watching the opening ceremony of the Olympics, the biggest cheer after obviously the British team was for the Irish and that was the general sense for the whole Games. I think the reception we got when we went in was absolutely amazing. I mean, I really enjoyed it when I carried the flag in Sydney. It was kind of hair on the back of your neck kind of feeling when you go in there and it's just magic. But I think everybody got that feeling this time when they went in there. You just felt like this is it, it's beginning now. We've been waiting so long. It just got off to such a great start. arrived into the village and then I went to the opening and the opening was just phenomenal. There was only a small group of us going because people were competing and we followed Katie Taylor, she led us in and obviously she won gold, you know, who's better to lead in the team and it was just an unbelievable experience just waiting to walk through the tunnel and then you just look up and the whole mass of 80,000 people cheering you on, like massive cheers. Obviously the boxing was a huge high. I'd never really spent that much time in the boxing arena before and I was nearly over there every day. Just to see the fans over there was amazing. I would run from one end of the hall to the next just to see the Irish flags and uh, dress up, you know. It was, <laughs> it was like St. Patrick's Day. That has to be one of the absolute highs was the support that was given to the Irish athletes. And I think the athletes kind of fed off that straight away. In one way, it was fabulous to see all the other events and to be part of the whole sports atmosphere, to go to the athletics three times and to go and see Katie Taylor's fight. And that was so awesome. It was so unbelievably amazing. It was probably my highlight of the games. The biggest thing for the Irish women was Katie winning the gold medal. And I think all the other women on the team were so excited for that and so supportive and they all wanted to be there to watch it. And I think they took from that back to their own sports and events and anyone who was finished would have taken that back and seen, well, if Katie can do that, we can do that better. We can do better the next time. And you just take some belief and more confidence in yourself because you know the training and the hard work that you're putting in and you just kind of think, OK, well, it's not impossible. You have to go out there and you have to make things happen. Once we were in, waiting for the bike to start, two athletes came in, Katie and her opponent, and the place just absolutely went berserk. I've never known noise like it. 
and I think 90% of people there were genuinely from Ireland and had got tickets because the flags came out and you sort of felt sorry for the opposition. But it was a final. Katie was up against a really, really good athlete and it wasn't easy at all. People were expecting her to win easily and it just shows you at this level and certainly over the last couple of years, women's boxing has really moved on. So she had to work really hard and it might not have been her best contest, but thankfully she won. And I think it was good for the sport, good for Katie obviously, good for the sport in Ireland, but also I think she was a popular winner across the world because she has been a bit of an iconic figure in relation to developing women's boxing. Katie, she was under enormous pressure to deliver a gold medal and when you went into that stadium and the noise in there, you know, you could so easily have freaked out. You don't know how someone's going to react to that. It was just unbelievable, and especially on a one-on-one -on -one situation like that. So I think to see her able to deal with that and then getting through it and coming out with a gold medal. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner by a score of 10 points to 8 and the Olympic champion in the red corner representing Ireland, Katie Taylor! I've never been more nervous for a fight than I was for the Olympic final. I had a knot in my stomach all day and I just couldn't eat a thing. I was just so nervous and I went for a couple of hours, I was okay, but then I was just a phase of nervousness and just tense for the whole day, really. And I was trying to relax, but I just couldn't seem to relax all day. But oh, it's a bit overwhelming, to be honest. I've envisioned this moment so many times before in my head and I've been close to tears before when I have been thinking about it, but when it happened, I was just kind of overwhelmed by it. The next day, I kind of just sunk in a bit more, thinking I was a lot more emotional the next day, I think, than I was when I, when I actually won it. So, But it's just been incredible. It's been a lifelong dream for me to be an Olympic champion, and everyone knows how much it means to me. And to bring the gold medal home now to the whole nation, it's just incredible for me and incredible for the country. And The support I've gotten this week as well. I mean, who would have thought I'd be boxing for a gold medal in front of 10,000 Irish fans? It surpassed all my dreams, really. And I think this week just has been incredible for women's boxing. It's been the best week possible for the sport, and I think we really opened people's eyes to women's boxing this week, and it's only the starting for this sport. I even wanted to take up boxing when I was finished watching Kitty. She was skillful, she was tactical, she was a sportswoman. She's a fantastic ambassador for Ireland. There was a very positive spirit within Team Ireland, both within the holding camp and within the village. It was good as well. I think obviously that was helped to no end by the medals. Medals just kept coming there for a couple of days from the boxers and from Keane. Medals inspire everyone and everyone wants to do their best. And there is a culture of expectation within the Irish team now where people expect to perform and are there to perform. We probably need to think on a more high performance level. My general sense is that when I came back from the Olympic Games, wow, we did so well. And I wasn't looking at the medals, I was looking at the athletes who finished in fourth, fifth, seventh, ninth, tenth. We had so many people who were not that far away. 
Maybe if they had a little bit more belief, then maybe they too could have come back with a medal. We definitely have to go to the Olympics knowing that we're going to get medals rather than hoping that we're going to get medals, which you do get that sense sometimes. I think the boxing team set a massive example for everybody. They did it in Beijing, but they did it even better in London in that they went there so well prepared that they knew they were going to get medals. Then you have to think, well, why can't other sports do that? And if we have the athletes who are finishing in the top 10, it can't take that much more to push them a little bit closer to a medal, if not into a medal position. There's a lot of young talent out there who are extremely talented at European Youth Championships, at, at even World Youth Championship in a number of disciplines. There are other disciplines where it's always going to be very, very difficult to do well because other nations are just so far ahead. So I think over the next four years, you'd probably see them focus in on a fewer number of senior athletes who expects to do well at major championships. Focus in a lot more and provide a lot more support for the emerging talent to make sure that they actually do fulfil that potential because I've had a penny for, from the time I've worked here for every athlete I've heard, oh, they could have been good and they've been lost to the system. I think we want to probably spend a lot more time trying to keep people in the system and support them. There is a lot of work to be done there. It was magical being there really. Everyone's there, we're a massive team, just this sense of community the whole time and it was just such an unbelievable experience. I'm Natalia Coyle and I represented Ireland in modern pentathlon. Gavin Noble said he would encourage anyone to try and give up everything to qualify and I'd be completely with that. You know, it was the best experience of my life and I'd definitely give up everything again to go in Rio and that's what I hope to do as well. Natalia is hyper active and you know she's involved in very different disciplines within her sport but over the last year or so she just keeps getting better and better. I mean Lindsay Whedon her performance director has sent regular communications with us after each event and nearly every single time I think I've said fantastic congratulations unbelievable because it just gets better and better and once she qualified for the games we thought okay first games maybe she finishes around top 20 that'll be fine for your first games. The main ambition was to qualify, to get some experience and then go on to Rio with bigger hopes and dreams. No, I knew I was fit. I was knocking out PBs in training and I never really expected that I'd do as well as I did. I've gone into the day, of course, wanting to do as well as I could and remaining competitive the whole day. A top 20 finish would have been, I would have been really happy with that, but to jump into top 10 just when I crossed the line after I hit the ground from tiredness, it was just, it was unbelievable. I never would have thought, even two years ago, someone would say you qualify for the Olympics, let alone finish top ten. To produce the performance she did, finishing ninth in the last day, I think it was a reflection of the positive mood that she got and the positive vibe she got. With all the success in the second week, I think it pushed her 10 or 11 points up the ranking because she was in that very positive environment that we created in the village and obviously the athletes who were doing well, particularly in boxing. You know, when you're at the Olympics, there's this kind of bond between us all now, you know, it's something that I suppose you'll carry with you forever, you'll never forget it. I'm really lucky I made some really good friends in the team, with Chloe McGee. We had a massive screen up and every night everyone would be staying and watching the boxing. We are watching rowing, canoeing, whatever's on, any Irish athlete we'd all watch.
Natalia's a great athlete. It's a multi-discipline sport and she obviously has real talent for it and we wish her well over the next four years. We'll stay with her. She was also one of our scholarship athletes. Lisa Kearney, Natalia were two of the five of our scholarship athletes. I don't normally have that much contact with the other people at home and I'm, I'm sure it's like that for a lot of the other Irish remote athletes. So I just really, really enjoy being part of such a big team and yeah, it was just, it was pretty amazing. My name's Lisa Kearney and I represented Ireland at judo in the 2012 Olympics. I have to say I was so calm throughout the whole thing until I first got to the stadium and then I was so nervous. Well, it was nervous excitement. At that stage, I kind of was like, wow, this is the Olympics. But as soon as I started doing my warm-up, I just felt so calm, I was just so ready. I just remember hearing the crowd cheering, and especially during my fight, I could hear it pretty much the whole crowd chanting my name. It was just an unbelievable experience. Like, it's a 10,000-seater stadium in judo. I was getting so much support, not only from the Irish people there, but the British as well. Like, everyone was cheering for me. And that is something that will stick out in my mind. That was really special. She's had a really tough couple of years in terms of qualification. The fact that she qualified was superb, and she won medals at World Cup events during that qualification process. It's a hard sport. You need a lot of knocks. There were particular times when she was out through injuries, but she got herself in really good shape. And in her bout, she took it to what people would know as extra time. And it could have gone either way. And I think if she'd had a little bit more experience, Olympic experience maybe, or World Championship experience, she could easily have won that. I'm happy with how I fought. I think I fought well. But of course, I was disappointed. No one wants to lose, and judo's pretty brutal. Like, you lose your first fight and you're out, that's it. But I think because I performed well and there were so many positives to take out of the experience that I wasn't completely devastated. I wasn't in my bed the next day, not moving. It wasn't like that, but I was disappointed. But I pretty quickly was able to say, right, well, that's that. And you know, I'm just going to enjoy the rest of the experience now. She was an outstanding athlete, but not just that, you know, afterwards she was a great character. Uh, within the team. She supported every single athlete. She went back obviously to watch the finish of her own sport. But from then on in, she was a real ambassador for her sport and she connected with everybody around the village. She just couldn't get enough of watching Olympic sport. I think that this will be a, such a positive experience. It's going to massively benefit me in my future career. I'm only 23, so I'm young enough to go for probably another two Olympics, really. So hopefully if I just keep my head down, keep working away, eventually I'll get there. People were asking me in advance, oh, you're an Olympian and things like that. And I was saying, well, I'm not an Olympian yet. I'm not an Olympian until I do the race. And obviously, to me, doing the race was finishing the race. And I wasn't going to be happy until I had crossed the line. And I think if I hadn't have finished at the time, then I wouldn't have felt like an Olympian. My name's Aileen Morrison and I represent Ireland in triathlon. I mean, it was crazy the morning of the race, being there obviously a little bit early for my warm-up. People were shouting, go Aileen. And this was at six o'clock in the morning. And I thought, Jesus, that's crazy. You know, these people are here to see me and they're up out of the beds this hour in the morning. This is like, what are you doing?
I knew some people in the crowd and I knew where they were standing. And then come the race when you seen an Irish flag or people shouting, go on Morrison, come on Ireland, go Aileen. It was really crazy to think that they knew me or they were there to support me. And obviously they would have had I been there, you know, a couple of hours early to get to the front. So, I mean, I really appreciated the amount of support that was there. Aileen leading into the Games was in great shape. She had obviously won medals at World Cup events and the most recent leading into the Games was in Madrid where she finished second. As her coach said to me, Chris Jones, if she had her really believed she could have actually won that World Cup event, she had, you know, fell off the bike. It was a difficult conditions that day and if you fall and you lose your spot, then it's very, very difficult to get back. And that was her Olympics. coming around Buckingham Palace just on that first lap I was putting in my best effort not taking any slow decisions or carefulness and I came down on the slippy bit of road and got back up again as you do and tried to continue the race in the best fashion that I could but obviously the group that I ended up in were getting slower and slower and didn't end up anywhere at all. You just have to get on with it, don't you? So you just want to keep going. And as I say, you want to finish the race. And you know all the people that are waving Irish flags at you. And they're all there for you because there was only one Irish girl in the race. So it was disappointing for her. But over the last couple of years, within her sport, she's done a lot of really good stuff. Hopefully it can be a motivation for her as well to stay in there. And she's young enough to go on to Rio. I think if anybody told you that they were delighted with themselves after the games or that they were feeling amazing, they were probably lying. I might be a good example of someone to say that I felt awful after the game. I really didn't know what to do with myself. When I woke up in the village, sat on the end of my bed and then I said to myself, I'm actually sitting on the end of my bed asking myself what I'm going to do now. I suppose I did pick myself up off the ground and I had no training to do. I felt like I had no purpose. But that's the way you are when you're an athlete. This is what we live for, this is our job. You get up in the morning, you do your swim, you do your cycle, you do your run, you eat and sleep and you rest. quite strange you know the following few days after being home from London because you didn't have to wear your ASICS gear or you didn't have to wear your accreditation around your neck and it wasn't always getting in the way. I'm Sarika McMahon. It was kind of strange wandering the house and just saying to yourself oh the Olympics is over you know that's it for four years there's no more. They've been such a build-up for years and years. It was really really weird for me and I think other athletes were saying the same when they came home what are we doing you know next you were off from training so it was kind of empty and you didn't have much to do for a while but now I'm back training so I'm very excited about the coming season because I also have world championships and Europeans. Sarika McMahon's a real gem, you know she's obviously an outstanding talent, qualified for the Games 17 years of age and we needed a, a chaperone when she was there because she was under 18. She was very disappointed, as was her coach, in her first swim. We brought her back down to earth again, I suppose, and just sat her down and tried to get her mind off swimming. We got some of the boxing squad and myself, one or two others, went out and we had some hurling sticks in the office. And we went out, we played and just had a bit of a joke and a laugh, get her mind off it. We had a number of conversations quietly with her to say, come on, you're going to be remembered for what you do in the next race. I wasn't too pleased because, you know, I had a goal and I just fell short of that goal. 
But anyway, I had another swim left, you know, after that was finished, the 200 metres IM. I had one more chance to leave London with something slightly more positive than the 100 metres breaststroke. And I just went out there and tried my best. And I got a PB. Still could have been a better swim, I feel. But you just learn from the positives and the negatives from both races. And, you know, just try and do your best and do it better next time. So, rising star, she continues to develop wherever she chooses to go in the next four years, whether it's the States or whether she chooses a university here and coaching and support staff here. It's just certainly one to look out for and we hope she will progress to the levels that we expect her to make finals in Rio. I want to be the best like a lot of people in this world do. So I have to look at ways to try and get there and it's a long, hard road to be number one and obviously not get knocked down either. Rio is definitely a big goal, as is London, but obviously next time I hope to do a lot, lot better and get a lot higher ranked. But we'll just have to see. I'll just take one day at a time right now. My first Olympics in Sydney was fantastic to be there and I was wide-eyed at everything and a wonderful experience. Athens, not so much, I suppose. It was the one that I struggled most at. So you're always going to have mixed memories when that happens. Beijing was fabulous. Certainly London was great. I'm Olive Lucknan and I represented Ireland at the 20K walk. I've never experienced something so noisy and I have competed in stadiums where there's been 100,000 people but it seemed like whatever number of thousand people were there that day were making more noise, I suppose because they were so close to the action. It was great because it was a difficult race because I really was not where I had expected to be. I think leading into the Games we knew that track and field was going to find it difficult. Olive Lucknan finished 13th in race walking. She did the best she could do in those conditions. And again, a real stalwart and an icon and role model for track and field in, in this country. Despite the fact that I was disappointed with the position and I would have hoped for better, it was the season's best by about two minutes. So, like, I did get the best out of myself, but I just wanted so much more. And we fell for her, but, you know, that was the best Olive could deliver. And I think she walked away thinking, well, that was the best I can do and I couldn't have done any more. My daughter is six now and it's been part of her life. Her highlight of the day was getting two ice creams, <laughs> which was a, a, a very unusual treat. The fact that Mammy was competing in the Olympics really wasn't that important to her. I find that wonderful because it helps to put everything in context. To her, I'm just Mammy and I just did my best. People say to me, oh, you know, the fact that it was your last 20k in Olympics, did that have any impact? And you know it didn't, because I take every race on its own, and my job was to do my best for that 90 minutes. It was the biggest stage in the world, and I was focused on performing on that day. Yeah, I'll miss the Olympics. Well done. I've always said this would be my last Olympics. Seeing that, you know, I don't want to get divorced. I think I would be if I announced I was going for another four years. But no, I think it's run its course. I did everything I could to perform at this Olympics. So I'm not going to go for another four years. I'm not ruling out world championships. I have one more race this year. Then I'm going to take a long break and I'm going to decide then. It was definitely the games where the social media was at the forefront for the first time ever. 
just for the information that you were able to access was fascinating, you know. I mean, one day, I Katie Taylor at her semi-final and I was in there watching with my dad and my daughter. And while I was there, I was checking up on how Keen O'Connor was doing across town in Greenwich and I saw that he was doing very well and that I would have to get up and go as soon as the fight was over. It was just amazing that you could get the information so quickly. But then to be able to communicate on Twitter and to share it with all the fans out there who were following you. Again, it was another kind of positive energy thing. And I mean, I only ever saw positive feedback on Twitter. You know, when it stays positive and it creates a good energy amongst everybody, then I think it can only be a good thing. A lot of the athletes, they knew when to use it and when not to. We didn't set any strict rules about it, but we were, I suppose, a little bit cautious about it. Everybody was very responsible about what they were writing on out there and it definitely provided a great means of communication throughout the team. So there was a, a much more of a family atmosphere. It's still there, if you see on social media, which we're all slightly wary about before we get into the games, you know, how it might be used. But actually that was a real positive and I think through social media connections after the games, people have really stayed very much focused together and connected. I didn't really feel the atmosphere properly until the day of the race when I was competing in the marathon. And then I just, it was unbelievable. It was something I've never experienced before. I'm Linda Byrne and I represented Ireland in the marathon. I went into the race hoping that I'd achieve a PB and I thought I would, because I thought it was quite a fast course, but then with the conditions in the day and being quite twisty and took away from getting personal best, there wasn't many actually in the race that achieved it. So. I was only about under a minute outside my own personal best, so I was happy enough with that. And I was first Irish home, so that was another goal. It's definitely a sense of relief that I got finishing because it was quite tough and I wanted to make sure that I could finish the marathon and the Olympics. And it was just crossing the finish line knowing that I'd ran the Olympic marathon. It's hard to let it sink in. I think it's only kind of sinking in at the moment and I still can't really believe when I'm looking back at pictures of it. Kind of like a dream come true, really. After my event, we were allowed into all the athletics events. The highlight probably would have been Usain Bolt. <laughs> he was brilliant, got to see his 200 metres. Also, Jessica Ennis, she's incredible and really look up to her as well. I went into the arena, I think the first night that I had my first game, I was pretty shaken because it was Wembley. You know, it was huge and there was loads of people there and all my family were there. And when we walked in, there were so many Irish flags and the British were playing at the exact same time as I was. And the support for me was just phenomenal. I'm Chloe McGee. I represented Ireland in Bampton. When you walk in and you see everybody just cheering for you, oh, good luck, Chloe, come on, Chloe. And to have that, it really is such a nice feeling. Definitely, it was like a home Olympics. For me, I don't think I ever will get that feeling again of walking in and those people just erupting for me. The best moment for me was when I won my first game and I turned around and my family were just going absolutely mental. That was brilliant. It just really, really hit me hard. It was just such a good feeling inside. I'm still pretty disappointed because I felt I had a chance to win and 
you know, afterwards I was gutted for a long time. It took me a few days to get around from it. And there's a lot of positives that I'll definitely take. And when I watched it back, I was very pleased with the way I performed. You know, everybody wants to win and I was pretty disappointed. When you train so well and you feel everything has went so well that you just feel that it should happen and sometimes it just doesn't. And that's just high performance sport. You know, I'm quite happy to be back. I think I'm ready to go again. I want to get back in there. I felt that my form was good in the Olympics and I don't want to lose it. I want to keep going and pushing forward. And Rio for me is, you know, I'll definitely try and get there. I know I can do it if I keep injury free and everything goes well. And I think just because London was so good that I definitely want to be in Rio now. And there's very few times that all sports come together. And I think it's only every four years that, that happens. And yeah, I definitely want to be part of that team. And it's only driven me on more to want to be there. I think what would be really great is if we look at women's sports and we look at people like Natalia, Chloe, Lisa, people in kind of minority sports. If you saw the numbers grow in that and you saw young kids coming through the junior ranks and pushing to look like future Olympians, then I think that would be a success if you see more people taking up not your normal sports, you know, like swimming and track and field, not the obvious sports, because they've seen the girls on TV and they've seen that there's lots of options out there because there is so much choice out there now and the support structure and system is there for athletes in Ireland to pursue it. I think if we can have increasing numbers like that and then also if the young girls particularly who competed this year come back four years time and if they improve and go on to win medals or improve up the ranks, push up further than they finished this time, then I think that's definitely a success and it means that they've built on the confidence and belief and everything that they got in London and taken it the next step over the next four years and come out with a greater reward in Rio. I really hope that me going to the Olympics has inspired people to take up judo or people who are in judo to set their sights high if the Olympics or the World Championships or whatever it is, is what they want to do. I'd like them to look at me and go, well, if Lisa can do it, so can I. I think that certainly me going to the Olympics and judo getting a bit more coverage and it'll help boost the profile and help get more people participating and help progress judo even more. Mesdames et Messieurs, l'extinction de la flamme olympique. Ladies and gentlemen, the extinguishing of the Olympic flame. I think a lot of people forget the Olympics comes around every four years, but you do a lot of competitions in between that. I've world champs next year in Europeans and I want to medal in World Cups and you now I want to keep climbing through the sport. It's difficult when media and everyone wants you so much the year before an event and they kind of all forget about you in the year after and then it's just a build up all over again. We're all still around. It's kind of a little bit difficult in that way, but hopefully I think just with the way social media and everything's coming along now, I think it's a lot different now. So hopefully we won't all disappear off the map and come back again in three years. It has burned so brightly here in London 2012, but now it's gone. Huge applause all around the arena. The Olympics is just so fresh for me, you know, I'm just back, so definitely a, a lot of my thoughts at the minute are towards Rio.
people don't really realise how much of your life you give up to get to the Olympics. I'm going back to college and then I'm going to keep on training throughout college and I'll probably try and get my first two years done and then go back and sail full time for Rio for 2016. More than ever I want to get there now and try and perform and hopefully win a medal, not miss out how I did in London. But sailing is a hard sport so you don't really know what's going to happen until the actual week. It's one of those jobs that you want to do it properly and like an athlete, you're still competitive in what you do. I want to do it better if I do it again. Everybody wants to improve and I think that's the whole thing about being part of an Olympic team is so many of the support staff are athletes as well or they were athletes. So they know what it's like to compete. They know that they have to raise their level as well. So it's not all about the athletes improving, it's also about the staff and the coaches and managers and everybody going out there and doing the best that they can. Winning Women After the Games is an Athena Media production for News Talk, made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland.